On today's episode, Blackhawks hockey is back. The Chicago Blackhawks kick off the regular season with a matchup against the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche tonight. I'll go over who to expect in the Blackhawks lineup, what the forward lines and defense pairings will be, and what the Blackhawks can do to try and slow down this Avalanche offense. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago's. Today is Wednesday, October 12th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman. You can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account in hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also rate the show with five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, also go and leave me a review. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. Go and follow the show right now, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version, so then you've got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. In every episode throughout the regular season, folks, is going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so already, please do me a huge favor. Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Really trying to rack those as the regular season begins. Also, be sure to go and smash the like button down below and comment as to your prediction of tonight's matchup with the Colorado Avalanche. And last, go and ring the bell. Turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode episode gets uploaded to you each and every All right, good afternoon everyone. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and thank you all for making the show your first listen. Here to start off your day, to open things up on the show this afternoon. Let's get right into it folks. You all already know tonight is the night the Blackhawks at the Avalanche in Denver for the season opener. It's going to be an 8.30 p.m. Central Time puck drop. Could be closer to 9 p.m. actually, though, because uh, we'll see the Avalanche reveal their Stanley Cup banner tonight as well. And like they're going to be super fired up. They're going to be buzzing up and down the ice, even though they are going to be without Captain Gabriel Landeskog. But I also do believe the Hawks have an opportunity early to kind of set the tone and potentially catch the Avalanche nap and think about all that they accomplished last season. But before I get to that and some other key Blackhawks to stay alive tonight in Colorado, I first wanted to get into who we can expect to see in the Blackhawks lineup because, quite frankly, it's been a whirlwind these past few days with a couple of new injuries. There was the Riley Stillman, of course, last Friday night, then went and claimed Jared Tenorti off of waivers. It's been a lot to keep up with these past few days ahead of this season opener. The Hawks morning skate just having wrapped up in Denver, I definitely wanted to be sure to provide all of the 
latest updates on what the lineup is going to look like. First, we know that defenseman Jake McCabe isn't ready to play just yet. The Hawks are targeting their home opener on the 21st against the Detroit Red Wings as a potential return date for McCabe. Uh, but not only will he be out of the lineup tonight, uh, the Hawks are also going to be without both Caleb Jones and Alex Vlado, it appears. Vlasic was on the ice for the morning skate, but he didn't participate in the line rushes, and he was seen skating with Jake McCabe, who, as I just mentioned, we already know he's not ready to play at this point. So all signs are kind of indicating that Alec Vlasic, unfortunately, won't be good enough to go Cox on defense tonight after uh, he suffered an injury blocking a shot in practice a few days ago. I mean, just unbelievable breaks for the Blackhawks defense recently. Vlasic gets hurt in blocking a shot. Connor Murphy took a puck up high the other day and had to get some stitches. It looks like he's going to be able to play tonight, but I uh, wish I was able to say the same for Vlasic. Maybe he'll be good enough to go tomorrow against Vegas, but uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. I'm sure head coach Luke Richardson will provide some updates when he talks with the media here in just a little. So no Vlasic looks like, no Jake McKay, no Caleb Jones as well. He's still de- dealing with a shoulder injury and just isn't either. And that leaves the Blackhawks, without those three defensemen, they're going to be rolling with Seth Jones, Jack Johnson, Connor Murphy, Jared Tenorti just joined the team not even 48 hours ago, and then Alec Ruglip-Rose as their decor tonight against the defending Stanley Cup champions. I mean, I, 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 I already feel bad for Peter Morazic. I mean, he's not, he's, he's in for a long, long night, to, to put it plain and simple. Uh, but yeah, that looks like what the Blackhawks are going to be forced on defense due to all those injuries. Certainly not ideal want for the first game of the regular season. Tough sledding for a couple of those guys. Hopefully all of them, though, will be back soon. Sounds like none of them are dealing with anything too serious. We know McCabe is recovering from surgery. Feels like he's already ahead of schedule, and he's actually been participating fully in practice for the past couple of days. So, yeah, it seems likely that he's going to be ready by the Blackhawks home opener on the 21st. And then up front, it's a little bit more simple here as opposed to the defensemen due to all all those injuries, the numerous bodies that are around right now, forward group, given that Jason Dickinson still hasn't been able to join the team due to visa issues, there's only 13 forwards around right now, and actually it looks like Reese Johnson is going to be the odd man out tonight against the Avs. Buddy Robinson, who was through waivers by the Blackhawks, still is around though up with the NHL guys, can be sent down at any time. Looks like he's actually going to get in there tonight for the Blackhawks. Kind of an interesting decision. I would have assumed that Reese Johnson would have been the fourth line center, but it looks like Jujar Kara is actually going to be in that role. We didn't see Kara at center last year. Uh, We'll see how he fares in that spot. And then Buddy Robinson is going to be down on the fourth line as well. So a, a bit of a curious decision. I really thought Reese Johnson would have found his way in the opening night lineup, uh, but we'll have to see how that kind of goes in the next couple of games, how Luke Richardson has to mix and match extra forward or the extra forwards once Jason Dickinson uh, does finally join his new team. Uh, don't think Reese Johnson's going to be out for all three games during this road 
trip, but it will be interesting to see, you know, side to, to Buddy Robinson out of the lineup. And if that happens, are they going to go with Kara at center or are they going to go with Johnson? Because in his first kind of full NHL season last year, Johnson did miss some time with injury. He actually did very well at the faceoff dot. So we'll see how Kara manages in the faceoff night and whether or not he's going to stay at the center position moving forward. That last but not least, no surprise, Peter Morazic will officially be making his Blackhawks debut tonight. We'll see what Morazic has to offer. I thought for the most part in the preseason when he played, he looked pretty good. Uh, other than that preseason finale against the Blues, no one really looked good in that one. Um, all things considered, though, I thought Morazic looked pretty good, and so did his backup, Alex Stalock, I thought. Uh, and we'll see how Morazic looks. We do know he's probably going to have to be on his A game, though, in order for the Blackhawks to even have a chance of keeping this one close tonight, I really believe. All right, that is everyone that be in the lineup for the Blackhawks tonight against Colorado. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the lines and pairings that Coach Luke Richardson rolled with at the first morning skate of the season. But first, I need to talk to you all about Simply Safe. Numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over a million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I actually use Simply Safe at my home, and my family has used Simply Safe for quite some time. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 preferring agents who always have your back. And here's why I personally love it. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, as long as well as HD security cameras for both inside and outside your home. It's just a smarter way to detect motion that alerts you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instinctively detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. It's just the best way to always be safe going up against whatever it may be. And you can also customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash lockdown nhl save 24 simply safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and you can also get your first month free all you have to do is visit visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown nhl to learn more there's no safe like simply safe All right, we're back here. That was brutal. We're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Segment two, let's get into the lines and pairings from the Blackhawks morning skate out in Denver, the first morning skate of the 2022-23 regular season. Starting with the forward group, based on what we saw yesterday in the final practice ahead of the season opener, starting with the top line, it is going to be Andreas Athanasiu, Mags Domi, and Patrick Kane. And that trio, I thought they had their positives and negatives in the preseason. I thought they moved the puck well at times, and they certainly had their chances, all three of them, doing Patrick Kane things. What else can you expect from him? Uh, Max Domi had some looks, too, and then Andreas Athanasiu. I mean, every time I talk about this guy, I'm always bringing up how he gets these looks. The speed that he has, give him any opportunities, it's just about what he's going to do with them. Is he going to be able to? Blackhawks are going to give him every opportunity in the world to do so. It's just now on him to go and get the finished product. So 
Uh, they didn't do that well in the preseason. They didn't really create. No, if they teamed up for any goal, actually, now that I think about it. But opportunity here for Athanasiu and Domi to open up the year. Hopefully, they'll be able to change the tides a little bit and get things going with Patrick Kane. Utilize themselves properly, not just defer to Kane at all times in the offensive zone. Work with and around him well. Uh, and just shoot the puck when you have an opportunity, man. It's a sometimes you get so caught up in things and you try to make the perfect play. If Andreas Athanasiu and Max Domi have a shoot-first mentality, I think that's going to work just fine on that top line with Patrick Kane. Really interested to see how these three fare tonight against Colorado. Then the second line will be Taylor Radish, Johnson, and Tyler Johnson. We saw Taze with Johnson basically all of the preseason, kind of like Domi and Kane have been uh, paired up together. And then Taylor Radish, similar op- similar situation, but different at the same time as Athanasio and Domi. Those are the guys the Blackhawks want to be giving tight opportunities. Now, for Domi and Athanasio, it's to hold seed in that position and then maximize on their trade value come deadline time. For Taylor Radish, this is all about development and trying to become either, I don't think he's going to be a top line player down the road, but I do think he's capable of fitting somewhere in the middle six. And this is a really big opportunity for him to show this. He did play well with the Blackhawks down the stretch last season. It's a whole new coaching staff. uh, And he has to prove himself once again. And this is the biggest opportunity he's gotten thus far in his NHL career. He never really got a good opportunity when he was a member of the Lightning Hawks. Like what they saw out of him later. And they're going to give him an opportunity to prove that he can be, you know, a second line or, or third line offensive forward that can produce in that manner and also impact the game in other ways. So I'm really keeping an eye on Taylor Radish throughout the season. I know a lot of Blackhawks media folk have picked him as their breakout. Sure, I thought about it. I'm actually going to go with someone else who I'll get to here in just a moment. But another big night uh, for this second line as well of Taylor Radish, Jonathan Taves, and Tyler Johnson. They're going to need to get it going in order for the Blackhawks to hang around. The third line looks like it's going to be Philip Kurashev, Sam Lafferty, and Mackenzie Entwistle. Spot for Kurashev. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he deserves a top six spot over Athanasiu, Domi, Taylor Radish, but I also think he meshes well, and this is kind of the spot I think ideally the Blackhawks would like to have him in moving forward. Someone who can do some things offensively down nine, he has good speed, just kind of needs to put it all together and be more consistent this season. But also, he is a good two-way forward. I think they still want him to take another step in that area. But the defensive side of things was really more of the pitch or the high part of Kurashev's game when he was coming through the rankings. No one really penned him to be a point-per-game or a top-six offensive forward. But with his 200-foot abilities, that's kind of you know what brought him. Uh, up to the scene so fast and kind of had him penciled in above Blackhawks forward prospect. So I think this is a really good spot for Philip Kirsch. He's going to play with Sam Lafferty, who the Energizer Bunny out there, as I like to call him, uh, makes an impact in so many different ways, provides the energy. He's the spark plug. He'll get physical when he needs to. He'll fight if he needs to. He'll get scrappy. And he had offensive chances last year, man. And it's just Kind of the, what are you going to do with those? You're going to score on them or are you not? And it's kind of a make or break season, I feel like, for Sam Lafferty. Even though he did ink a contract extension with the Blackhawks, 
I think this is going to be a really telling season for what type of player he can be moving forward. Uh, so interested to see how Sam Lafferty is going to fare, not just tonight, but his first full season with the Blackhawks. And then Mackenzie Entwistle throughout the offseason, he was really the guy in the bottom six who I thought had the most offensive game or the best potential to maybe go and play up the lineup a little bit as compared to Reese Johnson, Boris, uh, Mike Hardman, Jujar Kara, some players. I think it does make the most sense for any of them to be up on this third line. I think it should be Mackenzie on whistle. Really excited to see what he's going to do this year. And then down on the fourth line, we have Colin Blackwell, Jujar Kara, and Buddy Robinson. Again, interesting that Reese isn't going to be the fourth line center. Didn't see Kara that much last year. I, off the top of my head, don't know how much he played center in Edmonton. We'll see if that's going to be a long-term thing or if it's just temporary. Uh, but really interested to see how he's going to do at the dot. And Colin Blackwell, um, I, I feel like the better spot for him, uh, maybe you can swap him with Entwistle potentially. Um, but he can you know, provide a couple of different things down there on the fourth line. Intensity, just like Lafferty, whenever the Blackhawks played Seattle last year, that was the first thing that stood out to me about Blackwell, was just how physical, and on every shift it seems like he was just to his team. And then also offensively, he's a guy who can score double-digit goals and you know in the right situations. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but can get up there close to 20 in an 80-game season. We'll see if he ends up down there on the on the fourth line long-term, but he'll be uh, – skating with Jujar Kara and Buddy Robinson tonight. Defense, I mentioned the Blackhawks are limited with Jake McCabe, Caleb Jones, and Alex Vlasic appearing to be out due to injury. That leaves the Hawks with Jack Johnson and Seth Jones as the top defensive pairing. They've been working for the last week or so, and I am curious if Vlasic returns, like they're going to be sending him down to Rockford, but if they do bring him back and he gets a game or two up at the NHL. I wonder if they're going to put him back on the top pairing with Seth Jones like he was at the start of training camp. Second defensive pairing looks like it's going to be Connor Murphy and the newcomer Jared Tenorti. Off, uh, you know, just getting claimed off waivers, only been with the team for two days. I'm sure it's going to be tough for him tonight. He's not going to have any chemistry with the guys. It's not an easy debut for him either going up against this avalanche offense. Hope for survival out of Jared tonight and that he can provide some fact that they're on defense. Then the third pairing, it looks like Philip Rose and Alec Regula, the young guns on the third pairing for the Blackhawks. Hopefully Derek King won't put them out on the ice in any real danger situations because the lack of experience there going up against spending Stanley Cup. Yeah, that definitely could be concerning and couple them on the back end for the Blackhawks. Try to keep those two off the ice against Nathan McKinnon and Miku. Rantanen at all costs. Um, but Alec Regula, I mentioned earlier, a lot of people have Taylor Radish as their breakout player for the Blackhawks this year. I'm going with my boy Alec Regula. He's someone I've been really high on ever since the Hawks from Detroit. I always liked his game and always thought he had more offensive potential than he ever got credit for when he was with the London Knights of the OHL and was the captain there when he was down with Rockford last year and kind of rising through the pipeline, uh, but he's shown a little bit of it, and I really like to see this or letting him be the quarterback on the second power play. Talked about this a lot. I don't think Regula's ever going to be a top 
power play unit quarterback. And especially with Seth Jones signed long term, that's going to be his job moving forward. But I do think Regula is capable of running a power play in uh, areas too. He's someone who can move around well. He There's actually a cool story written about Regula, I think from Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times, but I talked about how Regula attended a lot of forward camps when he was younger, and that offensive part of his game has kind of helped him uh, transition to the NHL and provide a little offense from the belt. I like to see the Blackhawks giving Regula that opportunity. He is my breakout player for the Blackhawks this year. I really like Alec Regula's game. Looked sharp in his first chunk at the end of last season, and I expect him to be here full-time, and I really think he can make an impact with the sturdy defense vibes and also with his ability to chip in offensively from time to time. Before I wrap up the show for today, folks, I also wanted to get into a couple of keys, not to victory for the Blackhawks, because personally, I don't think they have a shot tonight. I really think the Avs, you know, they're going to be fired up eventually, but to give some keys to the Blackhawks, staying competitive, staying in the game against these Colorado Avalanche. I know it's a tough task to ask them to win, but in the season opener, you know, on paper, it looks like it could be a landslide. I don't disagree with that, but season openers can kind of be weird to know how a team's going to come out. And especially when it's a big for the Avalanche, they could have their heads kind of wrapped up in the wrong place. So uh, that actually has to do with my first key to the Blackhawks staying competitive competitive tonight. That would be setting the tone early. I think those first few minutes, I referenced this on my crossover that I dropped this morning with the guys from Lockdown Aver to go and check that out if you haven't done so already. A really good preview of both sides of the matchup tonight. Talked about Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane's futures, what the Blackhawks are hoping to accomplish this year. Connor Bedard watch. Uh, we talked about whether or not the Avs have the tools to go back, some things to watch for tonight's game. And then we also broke down uh, our predictions on the division winners and the matchup in the Stanley Cup this season. So a lot of good stuff jam-packed into that crossover with the fellas from Lockdown Avs. Be sure to go and check that out if you haven't done so already to get everything ahead of tonight's in Denver. But like I said, I referenced this in the crossover. I think the Blackhawks in those first few minutes have an opportunity maybe to catch the avalanche napping a little bit, thinking about that banner ceremony, thinking about what they did and what last season and how special this group is. They just might not be right out of the gate. Now, there is also a chance that they you know, use that energy and that fuel and it's a spark and they get off to a hot start. That certainly is possible too. I'm just saying... When talking with the guys from Locked On Ab, mentioned how the, the the team can is kind of notorious for getting off to these slow. The Blackhawks from the very first shift, they have an opportunity to show that they're here, they're for real. They know the narrative around this club, but they're not going to mail anything in. They're going to be giving it their all, and they have a chance to play sleeper tonight. And it's a dangerous spot to be in when you have nothing to lose and no expectations. Feels like you got you know you got a chance there, and uh, not a lot of people are giving the Blackhawks a chance, including myself. So I think it's really important for the Blackhawks to bring the intensity, play at a high pace early, uh, because once the Avalanche, if they do kind of get caught daydreaming early on, once they finally wake up, we know it's about to be coming um, full throttle. So 
early on, I think is really key for the Blackhawks to send a message to the, this Avalanche team that, hey, we're here for real and we're not just going to give you this game. We get it's a big night for you, but we're here to win too. We don't care what people are saying about us. We're doing our job. So I think that's key to the Blackhawks, having a good start and having a good first period to kind of get that momentum going throughout the rest of the way. My second key to the Blackhawks staying alive tonight, they got to be the better team on special teams and maybe not scoring power play goals and after, you know, going one for 26 on the man advantage in six preseason games, not very, uh, but in terms of the penalty kill having success, you can't let the avalanche power play take over. I think that's really how this game could get ugly. If the avalanche score, you know, two, maybe even three power play goals, that's where we could get, get into uh six, nothing, six, one, seven, one territory. Worst case scenario Hawks is they're letting the avalanche power play do whatever they want with the puck. We saw the Blackhawks, Luke Richardson's aggressive PK, go 15 for 16 in their final five preseason games. So hopefully they can carry that momentum over towards the season opening. Good on the penalty kill and stuffing an advantage, I think, goes a long way for the Blackhawks staying alive tonight. Third, the top six absolutely needs to get going. Too quiet throughout the preseason. We've talked about it already. Six goals in six preseason games. That's not going to get the job done. On either, and with the big guns, Andre Athens, Max Domi, Patty Kane. I talked about they looked okay in the preseason, forgot the finished product. That certainly has to change tonight because if Patrick Kane's left off the score sheet, the Blackhawks literally have zero chance. Zero chance if Patrick Kane does record a point tonight. And then I think it's just as important for that second line of Radish, Taves, and Tyler Johnson to get going too. Jonathan Taves did not season, if I'm being honest, defensively. Didn't do a whole lot of anything, and Tyler Johnson, kind of a big prove-it year for him after battling injuries throughout the majority of last season. And again, for Taylor Radish, he's got to prove to this organization that he can be a he can be a piece of this rebuild here. So the Blackhawks need more out of this second line, need more out of the top six as a whole, because I think the only way to even be in the realm of coming away with the win tonight, the Blackhawks are going to have to score three or four goals. And again, just a reminder, they scored six preseason games. So that might be, a, I think the only way to get it done is for the top six really to be carrying the way on offense. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up the bonus episode here on Wednesday, October 12th. Thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks Right now, wherever you get your podcasts, it's sent for free. And go and subscribe to Locked On YouTube, Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube, excuse me. Really would appreciate all the support, folks. Again, it's 100% for free. So go and follow the show and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube right now. And after the show, you got to be sure to go and check out the Locked On NHS to get all caught up on everything ahead of the regular season opener tonight. It's free and available on all platforms. So go and check out Locked On NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Let's at least make this game competitive and not an absolute nightmare to watch. Hopefully, tomorrow's show won't be miserable. Thank you all again for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Last Network, 
your team every day.